0: This podcast is brought to you by MonthlyChallenge.fit. It's like Weight Watchers better help and the biggest loser had a baby. Check it out. MonthlyChallenge.fit. Today on episode number 319 of the Logical Weight Loss podcast, we're going to talk about post Super Bowl guilt, dealing with uh, trying to lose weight when you're sick, and I'm going to rate some
1: top protein bars.
0: Welcome back to the Illogical Weight Loss Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Jackson, from the theschoolofpodcasting.com. If you're new to the show, look, I am not a doctor. I'm not a trainer. I'm just a dude or dudette like you trying to lose weight. And uh, as I log in, I know last week I was down. I'm going to guess I am probably about the same. I've kind of been yo-yoing a little bit this week. And as you listen to this, it is the dreaded day after the Super Bowl. Where Americans get together and literally eat billions of chicken wings. It's amazing. And uh, as I look at this, I am actually up a half a pound. So this is one of the things we're going to talk about today. And that is, for a lot of you, you're like, oh, you know what? And I had that thing, and then the Doritos, and then they brought in the cake, and they did that. uh, I've been going to a weight loss center, and there was a guy. That was like, literally. I don't know how to explain it. Just, boy, I, I should have thought of this before I turned on the microphone. It's he was just beating himself up. He was like just going, you know. And I made, I just made bad choices, and I, you know, and I, I don't know. I just, it was just a bad, and just, I don't know. And then, and then I just made a bad choice, and he was just. Just humiliated, I guess, would be a word. Like he just felt like he was caca poo poo because he'd made some bad choices. And you know, we all do that from time to time. I got a birthday next week; could be turning fifty two, and I got some friends that want to take me out for pizza, of course, because you do realize, at least in America, if there is anything to celebrate or a big fo- a football game or it's, I don't know, the third Thursday of the month, we're going to find a reason to go eat. And so how I lost my weight last year was I got more sleep, tried to get at least seven hours, I drank 80 ounces of water a day, I gave up soda, and I basically eat protein, like I'll eat chicken and a vegetable. And apparently my cat is hungry, all this talk of food. Holy cow. Uh, I love my buddy Bernie, but there are times when he doesn't understand that I'm on the microphone. Now is not the time to go. Anyway, I'm going to leave that in. But uh, yeah, so I eat basically chicken and a vegetable, and then I will eat fish and a vegetable, and then I'll eat maybe uh pork chop and a vegetable. I try to keep pork and, and other beef kind of down and... That did it for me, uh, along with some supplements, uh, fish oil and vitamins and things like that. But the biggie was I've been using the uh, the H2O Pal, and one of the things it does is it tells you how many calories that you have saved by drinking water, and that's an amazing statistic. That adds up really, really quick. So, But my point is – we all want the weight off yesterday. We're kind of a microwave society now, right? We're a Netflix microwave society. We want things when we want them, and we want them fast. And weight loss doesn't happen fast if it's really going to stick around. It just doesn't. Unless you're doing some sort of bizarre surgery or you're having a limb cut off, you're not going to lose a lot of weight. And so it's hard to keep your determination when you take a left turn and things like that. But just realize that, yes, you made a bad choice. And tomorrow, you know, go back to, all right, the next meal I have is going to be on par. And so is the next one and the next one. And in theory, if you do the right thing more than the wrong thing, you will eventually get to where you're going. But realize, and I've talked about this before, that just going crazy for one day, you know, I'm going to go get a, a Mac Jr., whatever the heck that is, a Big Mac Jr. and some fries and a Coke. That could set off like a week's worth of exercise. It can really set you back, and that's what you have to remember. But what I hate to see is when we beat ourselves up, we feel like we're nothing. We we hear that voice in our head that says, I told you you couldn't do it. And then what do you want to do? You, you've beaten yourself up. You've, you've kind of demeaned yourself. You don't feel like you can do it. And so you quit. And that's the only way you're going to lose this is if you quit. And so I just wanted to to start with that today because I was really surprised how this guy was just, you know, it, you, it sounded like somebody shot his puppy. He was just really down to the dumps. And I understand that it's, it's, it's not fun when the scale goes up. Look, it's not. But that's when you just go, all right, I see. And then you look at what you did. A lot of times I look to like to look at why I did what I did. So what was I stressed out? Did I not get enough sleep? What should I have done? What am I going to do the next time I'm in that situation? And then you just do your best to do that. So I do want to do a special quick thanks to uh, Carol Lund. She was nice to go out to uh, LogicalLoss.com support. And uh, throw us a, a through a few shekels, a very generous donation. I appreciate that. Carol helps keep the lights on. And uh, if you want to do a donation, that's fine. Also, if you go out to logicalloss.com/support, you can click on the Amazon banner. If you're going to be buying anything at Amazon, doesn't cost you an extra dime, and we get a small little finder's fee for that. So don't beat yourself up if you're like, "Oh man, I I totally blew it on the Super Bowl." That's fine. That was yesterday. Today's Monday. And today, you're going to get back on track and start doing the right thing. And I want to give another quick shout out to, I'm going to guess, Omkar. Hmm. Embecker? I probably just ruined your name. He says, uh, this is Omkar from the mystical land of India. It is kind of cool. That here I am in, you know, Akron, Ohio, talking to somebody across the other side of the planet says, uh, I want to thank you for starting this wonderful podcast and keeping everyone motivated for a difficult but necessary journey of weight loss. Although I came to know about your podcast two weeks back, I've been listening to it every little time I got. Well, thank you very much for that. I appreciate that. He goes, but the last two days I've been feeling feverish and did make some choices, uh, some wrong choices, as you'd say. Uh, Can you please give me some insight on how to continue your weight loss journey if you're sick? Well, there are a couple of things that I've read about this. And again, I'm not a doctor, not a trainer. So what I've read about this, so always consult your doctor before trying any of this stuff. That's how I cover my butt. And uh, for me, if it's respiratory, so if I can't breathe or I have a cough or something like that, my strategy there is lots like sleep, sleep, lots of rest, because you're just going to, you know, your lungs are having a bad day and you don't want to go raising your your, uh, breathing and things like that. That's just the last thing you want to do. And then, again, focus on the food and lots of water. Try to flush whatever it is out. And then when all else fails, be sure to go to the doctor if it's really bad. That's my general rule. Now, if I can breathe okay, but... I'm, and if you're feverish, that's another one. That's another one where like, eh, probably just sit in bed. But if I'm feeling okay, I just kind of feel lousy and maybe I have the sniffles or something like that. And and when I do, we're talking light exercise. I'm talking about, I will get up and walk. I'm not going to go work out and break a sweat and things like that. But if any, but that's generally what I've heard is if you can't, if you're having a hard time breathing, don't do anything, just rest. If you're okay with breathing, but you feel bad, maybe you're kind of achy. Uh, things like that, then light exercise. But the bottom line is, remember, it's always the food. And one of the things that I'm finding here is I'm going to talk about a book I've been listening to is uh, watch your food there. Because a lot of times, at least here in the U.S., we're all about, oh, mom made me chicken noodle soup. Chicken noodle soup is loaded with sodium. So really not that great of stuff. Uh, The chicken is good with protein, but, man, is there a ton of sodium in that, so uh, maybe find another soup or something. I'm not sure what you uh, eat when you're sick, but remember, it's the food. So give it, uh, give it something that's healthy and full of nutrition to uh, to fuel your body. Your body's in in battle with that. So uh, keep that in mind. And thanks again for listening. I'm listening to a new book over at Audible. Check it out at LogicalLoss.com slash Audible if you want to get a free ebook. Your first one is free when you sign up, and then uh, you can get a new book every day. I've really been getting into listening to audiobooks, and the one I'm listening to is called Always Hungry, Conquer Cravings, Retrain Your Fat Cells, and Lose Weight Permanently. It's from a doctor. His name is David Ludwig, and he's been basically doing studies and working in the weight loss field for many, many moons. And when you get this book, you also get a PDF of some of the diagrams in the book. But basically, uh, Carol asked me, why do you think you gain weight so easily, especially because you're a dude and apparently we gain weight, uh, women gain weight easier than we do. And I think it has to do with the amount of carbs I eat. I'm not a big fan of like, you can't eat this kind of diet or the no-carb, or the no-protein, or the no-fat, or all this stuff. He does seriously debunk the low-fat myth. That is so not true. I would agree with that. But here is him explaining kind of why we do what we do.
1: Well-established information every first-year medical student should know. But it leads to a stunning possibility. The usual way of thinking about the obesity epidemic has it backward overeating hasn't made our fat cells grow our fat cells have been programmed to grow and that has made us overeat too much refined carbohydrate causes blood glucose to surge soon after a meal which in turn makes the pancreas produce more insulin than would ever have been the case for humans in the past high insulin levels trigger fat cells to hoard excessive amounts of glucose fatty acids and other calorie-rich substances that circulate in the blood. It's like those floor-to-ceiling turnstiles you might see at a ballpark or in the subway, as shown in the PDF. People can pass freely in one direction, but horizontal crossbars prevent movement the other way. Insulin ushers calories into fat cells, but restricts their passage back out. Consequently, the body starts to run low on accessible fuel within a few hours, more quickly than normal. When that happens, the brain registers a problem and transmits an unmistakable call for help in the form of rapidly rising hunger. Eating is a sure and fast way to increase the supply of calories in the blood, and processed carbohydrates act the fastest. The brain exploits this fact, making us crave starchy, sugary foods more so than anything else. What would you rather have when your blood sugar is crashing? A bowl of fruit? A tall glass of full fat milk, a large chicken breast, or a cinnamon sticky bun, each with the same number of calories. As usually happens, we give in to temptation and have the sticky bun or the myriad other formulations of processed carbohydrate so readily available today. But this solves the energy crisis only temporarily, sets up the next surge crash cycle, and over time accelerates weight gain. And so I'm only
0: halfway through the book. And if you are a person that likes lots of science behind your, you know, in your weight loss kind of books, this has got tons of it. In fact, at times it's a little boring because it's like, here's another study that showed this. Here's another stage. And basically what they're saying is insulin, when you eat food with little nutrition in it, you know, and lots of sugar, it spikes your insulin, your insulin comes in. And as he mentions there, insulin will store fat. You know, in in your it helps store fat, but it doesn't release it. So when you eat these high sugary foods and carbohydrates that aren't complex, you you just jack with your your blood sugar level, and it has all sorts of things. And salt is another one. And so what I'm and I'm I'm laughing because the other night I was I was uh, I had lost some weight, was back down to kind of where I wanted to be. And said, okay, let's throw some some carbs in here. And I ate a piece of whole wheat toast. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to splurge. And I threw some some uh, strawberry jam on it. And I had one piece. And to tell you the craving I had after having one was ridiculous. So, yes, I had two pieces. And sure enough, the next day the scale went up. Now, is that because I ate toast? I don't know. But I, I am one to say I do understand now that certain foods can cause cravings. And a lot of those have to do with sugar Insult. And, and then the other thing, because part of me wants to go, wait a minute, I grow up eating white bread. And then I look at pictures and I go, and you know what? I was a little pudgy. But the other thing is, and he explains this, that the way we make food today is not the way we made it back in the day. And even oatmeal, like instant oatmeal is so not what instant oatmeal was 10 years ago. Well, 10 years ago, it wasn't instant. And that's the whole problem is they pulverize the wheat and, that's in oatmeal to where it it doesn't really resemble anything. It's just sugar. And he he mentioned that really at one point you could eat a bowl of frosted flakes minus the sugar, so don't dump any sugar on your frosted flakes because basically they're nothing but sugar, or you could eat a bowl of sugar, both of them in, in milk, and you would basically get the same effect. There's that much, that's how processed foods is just bad. So it's a really interesting book. The first half has been a little rough to get through cuz it's a lot of science. And normally I like that kind of stuff, hence the name of the show Logical Weight Loss. And he did explain why why do we always hear about different drugs? And the reason for this is a drug company will come up with something that fights fat and you know just eat this pill and you'll lose a million pounds. And they they go, "Hmm, this this might I think we can talk people into this one." So what do they do? Well, they see the billions of dollars that they can make on this pill, so they will—they meaning the drug company—will put together a study, and they'll get all sorts of people together, and they'll have all sorts of people with restricted, like you can't eat this, you can't eat that, really control the uh, experiment, and then when the results come out, and like, hey, this drug did the thing. They will then spend again millions of dollars on press releases and getting it into the right magazines and things like that to prove that drugs are the answer. Meanwhile, studies that are based on nutrition are not funded by drug companies. It's not like there's, you know, the National Carrot Society is going to contribute 2.8 million for this survey. And so the studies usually don't have quite the control. So you have somebody eating this thing and then somebody eating regular. They don't have as much control over that. So you can't, the the study isn't as refined. And even if it comes up with great results, they then don't have the publicity marketing machine to say, look, if you just eat better, you'll feel better. And so consequently, what do we see? Every, I mean, I'm sure I'm getting ready to watch the Super Bowl here in a couple hours. And I'm gonna guarantee that about every fourth thing is going to be, just take this bill and blah, blah, blah. I'm sure of it because that's, they have the marketing and they have a whole lot of money. And so I was like, Hmm, that was when I was like, that's, that's true. We don't hear much about a study from so-and-so California from this university, blah, blah, blah. If you eat right. And he explains how I even say eat right, exercise more. There is, there's a difference between eating a hundred calories, of Twinkies and 100 calories of carrots and what it actually does to your body to where your body's like more 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 I want more Twinkies it really does react that way so it's an interesting book and uh, I'll be talking about it a little more as I go on but I want to share that spot where he kind of points out that hey we've got this backwards and I'm not a big fan of like no carbs But I can see now that I understand what carbs do and what they do to the body that I am going to start checking how many carbs I eat. And uh, we'll go from there to see what that uh, what that does, because I know any kind of diet that says you can't eat any of this usually doesn't work. If you are new to the show, I found an app, man, a while ago. And I do like it. It's called Shopwell, and what it does is it enables you to basically go in, and you can scan the barcode on whatever it is you're looking at, and it will kind of grade it based on you know sugar, salt, all sorts of those funny ingredients that you put in that you uh, that you can't pronounce, things like that. And so I went into grocery store. And I started scanning protein bars. Uh, I used to eat a lot of pure, pure protein. Um, Sometimes you think great protein sources are things like Breakstone's cottage cheese with like pineapple stuff on it. Um, Power bars. We've all heard about power bars. Uh, Cliff, Cliff bars. We've heard about those. Um, There was a new one I never heard of metrics, METRX protein bars. And I was like, well, which one is the best? And I um, was looking around and uh, found some stuff and uh, thought I would share these with you. So those are the, those are the choices. Pure protein, power bars, uh, cliff bars, metrics. And the absolute loser was the one I used to eat the most. And uh, shame on you, Jillian Michaels, was the one that she said she used to like these. Pure protein is the name of the company. And um, the one I was looking at was um, some sort of chocolate peanut butter thing. And the reason for that was saturated fats and added sugar. They got us on a scale from zero to 100. They got a 24. Boo. And um, the ingredients and they put in here um, anything that's not supposed to be good for you is an orange. So there's sugar, Uh, And then later down the list of ingredients, they have more sugar. So it's not great. Sounds great, though. Right. Um, 200 calories, four grams of saturated fat, uh, 210 grams of uh, sodium and 19 grams of protein. So you go 19 grams of protein, but there are better choices. So uh, I was like, okay, and. What's cool about this app is if I click on that, it will say, here's a better choice for you. So I thought, well, surely power bars have to be good for you uh, because, you know, I-, I mean, you go into any truck stop, any gas station, there's a power bar display. Well, they came in at 38. And again, added sugar and added saturated fat. Not great for you. And uh, they also have corn syrup, sugar, fructose. All sorts of fun stuff, but it sounds great because it's only 200 calories, four grams of saturated fat, uh, 23 carbs, 12 uh, grams of protein. So, it, which is odd because that got a higher score than the pure protein, but has less protein in it. Um, they did have a pure protein bites, and it's like little itty bitty, like, you know, almost. Um, Almost like a, what were those things, malted milk ball looking things? Yeah, anything that looks like candy is probably candy. So next up, we had, uh, came in the metrics, M-E-T-R-X, and uh, I think I found these at Walmart. Same thing, saturated fat, added sugar, and uh, but it sounded great. You know, you look at it, okay, six grams of saturated fat, but 30 grams of protein, but 260 milligrams of uh I'm sorry, 370 grams of salt, two grams of sugar. So I was like, and they're they're um, the Shopwell app is pushing me towards the Quest bar, which got a score of a hundred. And the bad news is, uh, I don't think my store carried that. But this is where you can go to Amazon. Believe it or not, you can buy a lot of groceries on Amazon. So next in line after the metrics. Was which was interesting, um, was the pure protein bar. So, what was I looking at before? I was looking at pure protein chocolate salted caramel. So, here again, if it sounds like candy, it is that's the one that got a 24. The pure protein bar, which is the one I used to eat, was chocolate peanut that came in with a score of 44, but again, added sugar and artificial sweeteners. So, um, again, 200 calories, 20 grams of protein. 200 milligrams of salt, uh, some other things. And so that is the one I used to eat. So I'm, I, I now recognize the uh, the wrapper here. But the one that came in um, next, we got two more, almost done with this. Uh, Cliff Protein Bars. This one, again was chocolate peanut butter. Um, came in at 57 because of saturated fat and added sugar. That seems to be the the running gag here that everybody's going to be adding sugar and saturated fat. And uh, let's see, sodium 310. See, all this stuff, when you take out the flavor, you're going to be substituting sugar and salt. And yeah, we want protein. And then the one that came up the most is the one I eat the most, which are Cliff Bars. Um, they came in at 64. Uh, this one was banana, or I'm sorry, oatmeal, raisin, walnuts. And the reason for that is added sugar but they don't have saturated fat. So if I look at this, uh, 150 grams, much less salt. Uh, They have 10 grams of protein, so not quite as much as the other ones. But if you're looking for a snack, so what I want to see here is if I were to look at a Quest bar, see right there, it says strawberry cheesecake protein bar. I just want to go, wait a minute, hold on a second. Cinnamon roll flavor protein bars, that just sounds too good to be true in my book. Uh, chocolate peanut butter flavor. All right, let's let's. This one comes in at ninety nine, and they do have a try it now button. See, that always makes me worried. When I can buy it through the app, I'm like, wait, is this the reason why you're recommending it? But as I look at it, there is one gram of saturated fat, which is interesting because it doesn't block me. Remember the other one, Oh, saturated fat. This one, uh, one gram is okay apparently. Uh, 20 grams of protein, 240 milligrams of salt. So I'm kind of interested that they give it a 100 uh, rating here. But um, just realize that there's a lot of saturated fat. There is a, a lot of sugar in these things. And take some time. That's, to me, I like this because it it looks at those things and it then um, kind of gives you a, a a grade about that. And I cannot find, I just was looking at the one for peanut butter, chocolate peanut butter flavor. Okay. Interesting. I'm going to see what happens. If I say try it now, what does it do? Survey says it takes me over to a website. Uh it takes me over to jet.com. Two-day delivery, $24 for how many? Yes, Quest Nutrition created a new kind of protein bar that people actually want to eat appetizing and nutritious. Blah blah blah. Eat without feeling guilty. They help us inspire a global cheat clean revolution. It's gluten free. Interesting. Alright, I might have to try these. But for me at least, Cliff Bars, if I had a choice between all those other ones, I would go with Cliff Bar. If you see a quest bar, maybe give her a shot. But I like the Shopwell app. Thought I would share that with you because I was kinda like, wait a minute. I don't want to eat a candy bar anymore, but there are times when I want a snack. And, you know, as a snack, it's, uh, again, fruit might be a better way to go, but that's just more carbs in a way. And it's always interesting because a Cliff Bar, as I look at this, has 260 calories, which, again, is better than a can of Mountain Dew, which is what I used to do in that case. So thanks so much for listening. Keep in mind, if you had a bad day at the Super Bowl, well, that's behind you now. And remember, summer's coming. If we want to look good for summer, now's the time to do it. Pick yourself up, dust yourself off, start all over again, realize you're not going to be perfect. But I will say this, when you start having good days, it's it's kind of like when you have that first good day, you're like, oh, I can do this. And that'll spur on the second one and the third one and the fourth one and the fifth one. And eventually you'll have a bad day because you know what? You're not perfect and that's okay. But you just pick yourself up. Dust yourself off, start all over again. So, And remember, the only way that this won't work is if you quit. So just realize we're on a big learning curve here, and we're going to make it through it. And you can do this. So thanks so much for listening. Our website is LogicalLoss.com. Again, if you'd like to support the show, LogicalLoss.com slash support. And the app I was using was called ShopWell. It's kind of green if you want to check it out. I believe it's available on iOS and Android. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you again real soon with another episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. If you're listening to this on a website, please consider subscribing to us for free in iTunes by going to logicalloss.com forward slash iTunes. Live more. just want to be
1: thin. I don't deny it. Thin. I want to try it. Thin. But I can't buy it. Guess I'll have
0: to do the d- die. Thin. not tell you lie. Thin. I won't qualify. Thin. But I realize. I guess I'll have.